time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. You just witnessed opportunity. If not knocking, at least scratching plaintively on a closed door. Mr. Julius Moomer, a would-be writer, who, if talent came 25 cents a pound, would be worth less than car fare. But in a moment, Mr. Moomer, through the offices of some black magic, is about to embark on a brand new career. And although he may never get a writing credit on The Twilight Zone, he's to become an integral character in it. Episode number 120, and Sean, the last episode of the fourth season. What's Guys, we got it. We we got here. Um, I, I I'd like to thank you, Keith, um, for dealing with my constant tangents. Um, I'd like to thank the listeners, um, my dog for coming in here every twenty <laughs> minutes, demanding to be pet nonstop. This is <laughs> I do not say this with an ounce of sarcasm. This is an accomplishment. I, I think it is. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that anybody has actually just sat down and watched the entire fourth season of the twilight zone because i think that even even if ever ever, even if somebody you know like they have like the box set um yeah oh you're skipping uh, season four but you're gonna stop by see dennis hopper you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see some of these episodes be like oh i remember that one i'm 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 not i'm not watching that one for an hour you're gonna see jack klugman and remember three other episodes you like more (laughs) yeah Three other episodes just with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and but now we got Burt Reynolds, baby. And the Bard is uh, the Bard is one of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I okay. Now, now listen, maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. You probably who is were. Burt Reynolds playing because I know he's in it. But who's oh, he playing? Is he? Is Burt he playing Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is the he is actually a little bit hard to uh recognize but he is only in it for like uh about two-thirds of the way in for like a five-minute scene when they actually have the play in front of uh shakespeare and then shakespeare his he is an actor named rocky Rhodes. nice how angry does that make you? My my toes are curling right now. I'm I'm so annoyed with that. And I think a couple of weeks ago, I like I mentioned like the gauge on how meaty um, a Twilight Zone plot was specifically in the fourth season. If you go on Wikipedia for the episode entry, this is a two paragraph show. Yeah, and it's an hour long episode. Oh my god, I don't know that you could fill thirty minutes with this, and you gotta wait forty minutes to get to Bruce uh, Bruce Willis, Burt Reynolds. Did you know Bruce Willis was in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say that I like every character in this story. Yeah, 100%. except for the main, except for the main character. Like, oh my god, he is he's so annoying. He's so like Twilight Zone one hundred and one. Um, yeah. The episode that we did where the guy was like reporting on people he thought were like communists and like, um, yes, like it's it's like that that character with a little bit of a sunnier disposition. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to describe him. Um, he's uh, he's he's a guy that uh, he, he's sort of like a a, a basic uh, Twilight Zone actor above replacement sort of guy. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I know he's definitely been in other episodes, but they were kind of forgettable. At least like, yeah. his role. I can't immediately think of 
I yeah, I know I've seen him before, but yeah, I, I know he's definitely been in in episodes before. But um, so like his agent um is uh is what's his name from uh uh from uh, Andy Griffith? Yes, I was wondering where he what uh, um the guy who played uh like Hugo or who am I thinking of? There was uh, the guy who played um uh Gerald Hugo was he was in like Perry Mason and stuff like that. So we might be talking about two different people. Yeah. Um but uh I really like the uh, the bookstore lady. Yeah. Who, like, <laughs> is is just uh, uh just obsessed with baseball and like everything <laughs> relates back to the Dodgers. Yeah, and hell yeah. That that's that's fantastic. I I I love her. And um there there's also a kid that lives in uh, in the building. Oh she's, yeah. She's hysterical. Um and uh uh you know uh William Shakespeare is kind of Eh, I mean, he's, he's Shakespeare. It, it, I think it would have been a lot funnier if, like, uh, you know, Shakespeare shows up and uh, and and Moomer is trying to get him to write stuff, but Shakespeare <laughs> Shakespeare is like obsessed with like the fact that TVs exist and and you know yeah. radios and oh you, you know at one point he's like oh make let me make you a cup of coffee and the guy's like what's coffee like like. I, I I would want to see that, you know, like she, yeah, she, pretty she, much. He he just shows up and and everything, and he's totally cool. Yeah, he's with he's electricity, unfazed by, unfazed by anything, you know. An airplane flies over; he doesn't even notice. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, so, that was a little disappointing. So, to your point um, earlier with Jack Weston, uh, the actor of the uh, main character Julius, uh, both him and Mister Shannon John MacGyver, who I think you were uh, talking about. Both of them were in Monsters Are Doing Maple Street and Sounds and Silences, which I'm much less. Oh, yeah, that, that's where I where I recognized him from. Uh, yeah, he's he's just the guy one of the neighbors. Yeah, he's like the first neighbor who starts uh, narking on everybody. <laughs> of course, he is. He has yeah. that look, and he's yeah, in so, a, a season five episode. So, so like you said, this this is uh, like uh, like you know. Uh, Whatever, uh, whatever character you mentioned, except with a sunnier disposition. Yeah. So he's like the opposite of his character from the monsters are doing maple. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Bur and Burt Reynolds is in this episode. I, wow, I I didn't even notice. Uh, that, that, that's interesting though because, uh, like I I kept looking for Burt for Burt Reynolds, you know, because I because I saw him in the uh, in the credits. Yeah, and it it just looks like like it, it just it just doesn't look like Burt Reynolds. But yeah, I mean, he is he's twenty seven in this episode, absolute dreamboat, and very <laughs> clearly just uh, like making fun of Marlon Brando the entire time. <laughs> they um, even like mentioned Streetcar Named Desire at some point. You know, like like Charles Bronson is is in there, and he looks like Charles Bronson except younger. Uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery looks like Elizabeth Montgomery. She doesn't even doesn't even look any different. It's just you know the only thing that's different is she has dark hair. Carol uh, Burnett looked exactly like Carol Burnett. Uh, William Shatner was in a couple episodes. Uh, did you know yeah, that? I don't believe that for a second. No, Bruce Willis <laughs> was in an episode called Nick of Time. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but, so basically, um, so so this guy uh, Moomer, he he's. He's trying to make it as a writer. He's a he's a 
I, I believe he's a streetcar driver who's trying to make it as a writer, um, yep. which I can sympathize with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's sure. really he, he's really bad, which I can sympathize with. And, uh, uh, I have read almost a third of Righteous Might, and that is not true. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, here, we'll see what you say after you get to the other two thirds. Righteous uh, Might available from Eckhart Press. Eckhart's Press, and uh, and you can also get uh, an ebook and audiobook from Amazon. Um, no excuse not to. But literally. I, I said you could get it from Amazon, and, and I don't know if you heard the, the echo in the background. 100%. <laughs> They're watching uh, us. That, that's, a, that's a little freaky. Um, so, Bruce, so uh, I keep wanting to say Bruce Willis. Burt Reynolds, by the way, um, literally years uh, separated from his uh, career as a running back for Florida State University at this point. Uh, I see. I learned something new about Burt Reynolds. I didn't know he was uh, he was a running back. Oh yeah, I believe a running back. He played. He played for Evans. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so he's he's a really he's a really crappy writer. I think his agent uh, basically dumps him, and uh, so then he goes to this black magic. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> well, he goes to he goes to a bookstore and, the, and he asks the uh, the baseball obsessed lady, "Hey, can you give me a book about black magic?" And literally the a book about black magic just just drops in front of him and um, then she turns into the uh old man from the bookstore from gremlins <laughs> don't read the book after midnight uh, <laughs> uh so suddenly uh Moomer manages to get uh, uh william shakespeare to show up uh which again Shakespeare just shows up in the modern world and doesn't seem to care about the modern world. He, that reveal scene is like he is owning the room <laughs> when well, he appears. I mean, he's Shakespeare, so they 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 knew they had to they had to deliver on that one. And like you know, we'll see other historical figures at the again very end of this episode, but none of them like. I mean, they clearly like. Do they have any memory of where they came from? Um, were they like, oh, been summoned again in three, two, and then they're in, you know, Julius Moomer's office. Um, but yeah, that that must be, it must be old hat. This cannot be the first time because uh, Bill Shakespeare shows up very unassuming, very owning the room, very like he. Well, they're probably the a lot like, uh, like Jonathan Winters in, uh, in a game of pool. Where uh, you know he's just sitting there waiting for somebody <laughs> to say, "I'm the best. Uh, I'm the best pool player." And then he shows up. That's that's why, that, that's, that's just what the show is. That it, Man, it's just that's uh, uh, it's just uh, you know in this case, you know, in a game of pool, uh, Jack Klugman uh, wins the game, so uh, Jonathan uh, Winters doesn't have to doesn't have to do that anymore. In this case, he ends up getting summoned by Julius Moomer. And Julius Moomer is so bad that uh, Shakespeare ends up stuck here. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like, what happens to him? Do they ever show like whatever actually happens to him after like Moomer moves on? I, I don't think so. Um, He's just w working at a Pete's Coffee. I, I, I hope so. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, no, he, he wouldn't do something like that. He would, he would, you know, become an airline pilot or something because. Oh, you know, true. Because he's totally cool with airplanes flying around. Yeah, 
I um what I did like was the fact that um basically Shakespeare was Julius's ghostwriter and mm-hmm. there there is the theory not proven not unproven that William Shakespeare was just seven writers and not an it, actual person seven writers in a trench coat yeah <laughs> seven toddlers on, on, on top of each other uh I, I have born heard, on Stratford on Avon yeah, I, I have heard heard that theory. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, isn't there like supposed to be like Shakespeare's house? So it, it seems like, uh, unless they all just live together, it seems like that that would be a little, a little tough. I can't um, imagine a bunch of writers just giving one per one actual human being all their best ideas either. Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, so so basically, uh, you know, William Shakespeare becomes uh, tired of being, you know, just the ghostwriter. And uh, to your point, uh, I don't know if they actually say what happens to him. Like if he if he disappears or if he um, uh, if he uh, um, you know just becomes an airline pilot or goes in a yeah. uh, goes on a voyage in the Lady Anne or or, or what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm kind of, like. I don't think that there was like a, a, a final scene with him. Um, um, I have the Wikipedia page pulled up. So it just says at the rehearsal, he is so horrified at the revisions by the sponsor that he is, assaults the leading man and storms out Julius's next assignment. And then it goes on. So like, I think he just storms out and then he either. Yeah. If they don't show a scene where he specifically returns to the 1600s, then <laughs> I can only assume he is now like a mechanic down the street. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, he's got to do something to to pay the bills. the The funny thing is, so okay, so the 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 script that that Shakespeare wrote that gets picked up, and so then he <laughs> Moomer, Moomer he has to up. actually come up with other scripts, and so uh, obviously he he can't do that on it on his own. So he starts bringing in other people, you know, he turns to the black magic again and he, he, he tries to get other people to come help him. write. And the, the funny thing to me is he, the, the funny thing to me is that he, um, uh, he goes to uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln and, uh, yeah. and Pope who aren't writers. <laughs> well, my, that, that I'm so glad you said that because Keith, as a writer, if you were writing a historical piece of nonfiction, um, also from Pocahontas to Theodore Roosevelt, though that is a span <laughs> of of decades. Um, it is. Would it make it any easier to write a piece on American history by like? interviewing Ada literates <laughs> like can't you <laughs> yeah well, and, and franklin I mean, could probably read and you Abraham know our 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 uh our understanding of uh, george washington's life is probably very different from what it actually was like and also like what's going to connect with audiences in 1963 isn't like what's going to come out of daniel boone's mouth no, so, like you still have to interpret and craft and write it. So just read a God, read a book, <laughs> read a book. And if that book is Righteous Might by Eckhart's Press or on Amazon.com, so be it. Mr. Julius Moomer, a streetcar conductor with delusions of authorship. And if the tale just told seems a little tall, remember a thing called poetic license. 
and another thing called the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?